हेलो एवरीवन वेलकम टू द फोर्टींथ एपिसोड ऑफ परकशन डिस्कशन शो होस्टेड बाय गप्पू परकशन गप्पू कहन दिस इज ख्वाब डी हरिया फ्रॉम मुंबई फॉर दोज ऑफ यू हु डोंट नो मी एंड आई एम एक्सट्रीमली एक्साइटेड एंड यू नो कांट वेट टू इनवाइट आर गेस्ट फॉर टुडे दिस यंग इनक्रेडिबल डायनेमिक टैलेंट राघव मेहरोत्रा but before that let me tell you uh, for those of you who would want to see all the remaining all the previous 13 episodes of percussion Discuss- percussion discussion show go to youtube go to gappu kohan's youtube channel and you'll find all of them there additionally we also have it on podcast for our listeners go to spotify go to apple music just search for percussion discussion show hosted by gappu percussion without much ado let me i see raghav here uh, so without much ado let me just invite raghav hello hi hi how are you hey raghav how are you it's uh, it's an absolute privilege talking to you like this uh, for the first time uh, thank you i would like to thank you from the whole gappu team for uh, you know accepting to be here on our show yeah, thank you for having me i really appreciate it i'm looking forward to this i'm looking forward to this i've been i've been a uh, uh, i've been following you for a long time now and finally talking to you like this uh, i'm really happy doing this uh, so uh, where are you right now raghav are you in the uh, states or are you in the uk yeah i'm in the states i'm based in uh, princeton new jersey all right and how's everything there in the states right now it's it's good um i mean i'm pretty happy live when news are opening back up and they're opening back up safely so you have to have like proof of vaccination and everything nice. so um if if we go to a live when you when you we have to be safe we have to wear masks and everything so yeah. i'm pretty happy about that otherwise i mean nothing else is going on here it's just the middle of new jersey so okay 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 but good to you so you have uh, you have gigs lined up um i have a couple things i have a couple I'm more like albums projects uh going on right now in terms of gigs I think I don't know when the next one is everything's a little unsure because of uh because of the impending the elephant in the room covid but I have a couple albums going on which is pretty pretty fun and playing on a couple albums um writing some amazing. of my own music as well uh yeah amazing amazing uh how's the how how has been the whole uh, you know all of 2020 and 2021 for you um it's really a period of reflection um it's been and although i was not gigging like crazy and i wasn't like gigging every single day or anything i i, I was able to take the time to reflect and and kind of look inwards to who who i want who i want to be moving forward who i want to be in the future and um i think that was a really valuable experience something i wouldn't have gotten otherwise um and i had the ability to had the time to kind of go and practice all the time and i mean school wasn't as much of a issue at at that point um and so i i just kind of had time i had space um and i had just to a certain extent free thought um ah. where i was going to go in the future find yourself kind yeah. of thing yeah yeah amazing amazing uh okay uh have you 
heard of this brand called Gappu from India? Yeah, um, I know uh, Darshan was playing some. Darshan Doshi was playing some of your stuff, so I saw that and it was really really cool. Uh, do you, do you, I mean, did you like the sound? Have do you, would you like to you know uh, play uh, the Gappu Kahan? Do you, do you play percussions? I play mostly drum sets, so my my stuff is based mostly on drum set. Um, if I play percussion stuff, it's like auxiliary, like I play a couple like bells here and there. Um, All right. But I, I don't All really right. play much percussion, but I, it sounds really cool, and I love how you guys craft the the. Oh uh, yeah, the, the the guys at Kapu uh, work really hard and uh, have really you know crafted the instrument really really well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, okay, so this is more about Raghav today. So <laughs> I would like to know, okay. What? How old are you, Raghav, right now? I'm seventeen. Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, so, could you talk about your journey a little bit? How did you? At what age did you? You know, uh, firstly, at what, what was your first instrument? It, was it drums always? Uh yeah, it was always. I started playing drums when I was three years old, um, two or three, and I guess it started because my my mom and dad noticed that I had like a knack for rhythm. And I just like okay. tapping on stuff and I'd like sit in front of our, we had a stereo and I'd sit in front of our stereo for hours, just kind of bobbing my head um, ah. to whatever music. It didn't matter what music it was playing. It could be like Kishore Kumar. It could be like Led Zeppelin. Didn't matter. Ah. I was, I was still enjoying it a lot. So ah. then uh, for my third birthday, my parents got me like a little Tom drum, nothing, not like a big drum set or anything. And I, I kind of fell in love with the thing. And I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to leave it, um, and I guess it progressed from there. Uh, it got me like a small like one of those first act drums like drum sets and like the like the half sized sticks oh, and, I, and I just right. played away, um, and uh, I I got a drum teacher when I was like three three and a half, and he was oh. uh, his name's Dan Johnson. He's a he's actually a tabla player who's who studied tabla in India. He's li he's uh, lives in the U.S. now, um, but he he came into my preschool that I was at and he used to play songs and I, I was always fascinated with with uh, he, his ability to play like drums and sing along and get us to sing along and I was really happy every day he came so my parents contacted him and asked him hey you know would you be willing to teach our son and he's like I don't know three years old that's a little young and then ultimately I guess he tried a couple lessons and we hit it off and I'm I am truly eternally grateful to everything he's He's done because he, I guess, unbeknownst to me, taught me not only uh, the Western rhythms, like the Western drum set rhythms, but he's also, because he's a double player, he taught me the Eastern rhythms. He taught me about the, the he taught me the about, exactly. He taught, he taught me about uh, rhythmic construction from the East as well, which was, which is really amazing. Um, and I guess I just started playing shows and stuff when I was four or five. Um, oh. Uh, what else? I mean, there's not much to it. I'm still learning a lot and I'm still practicing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> see, that's like a, that's like a thing we do all our lives, right? But, uh, uh, seeing you, okay, I'll come to a lot of questions. I have a lot in mind, but, you know, seeing you progress and you're 17 now, and I think I start following you 2018, uh, oh, wow. and always, uh, you know, uh, Mostly playing groove stuff, but you know those intricate uh, 
a lot of uh, taste a lot of ghost notes a lot of uh, uh, feel to it so uh, thank you it's amazing i i admire your playing for a long time now and a lot of people a lot of our listeners uh, have a lot of questions here so eventually i'll ask uh, i'll try to address as many as possible yeah. but then uh, i would like to what i would like to know is uh, do you come from a musical background like uh, any of your, uh, like parents or grandparents were into music my my parents don't play music uh my dad loves music but he doesn't play music a lot um my mom doesn't play music either i i guess i there my dad and mom's love for different styles of music i guess translated into me and uh in my playing and when i was younger i i was exposed to a lot of music and music was always kept 24/7 around the house so i guess that's what so, brought me in you've been listening to music across different genres ever since you were a like a little kid 2 year 3 year old yeah it, it it whether it was like like love me or leave me by nina simone or like some any any kishore kumar song like my my mom ah. loves, loves that stuff <laughs> or it could be like led zeppelin when the levy breaks or it could be amen brother by the winstons or it could be I mean anything could be like D'Angelo and the Roots and the hip hop stuff and anything that would be playing uh, I I guess I'd start absorbing it I I I love it so yeah amazing okay coming to the coming a little uh ahead of that how did the whole Broadway school of rock uh, sir Andrew Lloyd Webber's uh, you know the whole school of rock thing happened Yeah. How did you get into it and how was the whole experience being Freddy? Um School of Rock was it was truly a a life life-changing experience. For sure, hands on I can say one of the best experiences of my life. Um how it started was I in 2015 I went for the open call at the Winter Garden and it was I don't know how many thousands of people kind of showed up and I I was just there I kind of ashamed to say it but I didn't really understand what the concept of Broadway was before that because I was so into my drumming and and that musical world that I didn't see outside of it um uh and I I came in thinking that you had to play like the the soundtrack so the night before I went through the soundtrack of 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 the movie and and just learned every song just played it over and over again and they called me up the the casting agents called me up on the stage once it was my turn they said play they gave me 15 seconds to play whatever i wanted to play and so at that time i i i realized that my learning all of those like the soundtrack songs kind of pointless so so i just kind of improv something i played something and they seemed to like it and then after that after i finished playing they said can you sing and i said no <laughs> I don't know why I said no. I could have tried, but I said no. Um and they said, "Well, are you sure you can't sing?" I said, "Okay. No, sorry. I can't sing." They said, "Okay, bye." And for a couple of months, I was kind of disappointed in myself. I was like, mm, "I mean, I did I did I should have sang. I should have I could have sang happy birthday. You know, that would have been better than saying no." But after a while, they they called me back, which was uh surprising it was really it was really awesome that they called me back they gave me a chance and through every callback i learned to sing i learned more of acting 
I learned dance a little bit because that's all the things that I had to do in the show. And I had no prior experience whatsoever. Um, and that experience, the audition experience at least taught me a lot to be receptive. Um, it taught me about adaptability and I think most of all professionalism because 1600 people a night in, in, a, in an audience for, I think I did over, uh, about 500 shows. Over 500 shows? Yeah, 500 shows once I was Freddy. 1600 people a night you have to put your best foot forward every single night. Every night. Regardless of, you know, how I was feeling, how much home, because I was still in school as well, how much homework I had, how tired I was. Mm -hmm. I kind of checked all of that in, at the door, at the stage door. When, when I went in, I was, I, was, I was an actor. I was a working professional. And I mean, I love it too. So it, it, it never actually felt like work, but I was technically a working professional. So I had to keep that, yeah, yeah. that mindset. But how was it getting your acting chops? Uh? <laughs> I mean, that that was interesting. Um, I I had to learn everything from s scratch. Uh, so, I mean, I don't consider myself a very good actor, but I, I guess, uh, I mean, I I learned it along the way, and I'm thankful to those guys because they're really helpful and and uh, they taught me really well how to adapt to like mess ups or, or slip ups on stage, taught me to adapt to improv kind of situations. It was really great. Amazing, amazing. All right, uh, going, uh, going to the next question. I, I feel, I mean, this is, this is my personal uh, question actually. Yeah. I feel there's a lot of, uh, you know, Carnatic and Hindustani kind of rhythm influence mm -hmm. in your playing. I don't know if I'm right, but could you, uh, I mean, could you just talk about it a little more? Yeah, um, I think I was from that, the first drum teacher that I had, I think I have been exposed to like Hindu rhythms um, constantly, but I it's never really been a conscious part of my playing other than learning conical. Um, it's never really been a conscious part of my playing I've never paid too much attention to integrating that stuff until, I mean, uh, conical, of course. That That is where, uh, I guess I saw the, 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 the beauty and it's it's a real, all the, all the Indian rhythms, are such, it's such a reservoir of, of rhythm. And it's something that a lot of people don't tap into and, and the people who do tap into, it's, it's amazing how they can twist the rhythm and use those concepts and blend it with, like Western concepts and correct, you kind of get this fusion of, of yeah, yeah, music. So, how long have you been, uh, you know, uh, learning and spending time doing conical? Um, I I started learning conical from uh, Steve Smith, I think at a at a at a drum camp, and since then it's uh it's just it's been it's been a part of my playing, and every time I can get like an opportunity to play conical um i do and every time i can like get an opportunity to learn about conical like i learn about conical a lot from watching uh uh bc munjanath on BC Manjunath. yeah he's incredible absolutely oh he's incredible yeah. he's absolutely incredible and the uh, the video where you are playing his composition is amazing thank thank you thank you thank you it, uh, it really yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, young drummers, you know, shared that uh, 
got inspired from that uh, video of yours that's insane to think about that's weird amazing uh do you speak hindi not really <laughs> i can understand hindi but i don't really speak it well have you ever traveled traveled to india yeah uh, most of my family lives in india so i have okay. parents parents are back here and i have a couple of relatives who live in the states but a lot of them are back in india amazing yeah have you ever played a bollywood gig ah uh, have i played a bollywood i i don't think so yeah i don't think so but i'd love to one day amazing okay since we are talking about bollywood who is your favorite bollywood you know composer music director that's a heavy singer hmm. i can i for for composer i can say huh. i mean i've always looked up to ar rahman he's he's top top tier hey. he's is genius incredible um also salim merchant is really cool and his work is amazing salim bhai was online for a bit i think i don't know i don't know if he's still here but oh was he? salim bhai if yeah he was here oh man uh, that's amazing oh yeah i don't know if I mean, you're still here salim bhai but uh, uh, raghav says you are one of his favorites yeah no i absolutely absolutely um amazing yeah Uh, who else i mean you know i mean it's not necessarily bollywood but uh zakir usain does this masters of music thing every year in which he takes masters of percussion masters of percussion yeah where he takes yeah. you know yeah. one drummer and then he takes some other instrumentalists and maybe he takes a sitar player and then himself and he, they go on tour that that yeah. is amazing and not only because of you know it's zakir usain but it's also four completely different musicians who whose cultures and styles don't necessarily intersect musically and they're able to bridge that gap with their instruments which is which is really great amazing yeah okay now shifting to a little different topic uh what do you think about music education uh i think music education is a lot more important than then people higher up value it to be um i think music education is one of the most important things you can have um i've been i've been ridiculously blessed to have great teachers music teachers along the way and there are a lot of people who don't have like resources and they don't have or their, their schools don't offer like a good music program or they don't have exposure to certain types of music and i mean I think it's really important that people are able to get that exposure to see if they like it or not because I mean if I was never exposed to music I don't know if I would have ever ever picked it up it was only due to my exposure from my parents and then also my further exposure through my drum teachers and their facilitation Teacher. and their yeah and their facilitation of it that I was able to uh pick it up and so I mean if 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 a, if a school is able to offer a music program um i think they should use all their resources to do so because it's it's i think it's really important amazing did you did you ever consider to go to a music school or like a music university yourself um i'm actually in high school right now so university is i think a year away so i have 
that stuff going on, but I'm also, I, I, I mean, I'd love to also do other things in music, have music be a center and then also branch out and, you know, like in, in music itself, produce and maybe go into the music business a little bit and be able to uh, learn about that. It's just all centered around music because I mean, music is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So. Right. Right. Uh, well, when you say produce music, you already do produce music yourself. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, but I, I mean, in a, in in a sense of being like an engineer behind the mixing console hi, being hi. being someone who can see the artist from a different different lens is maybe perspective that's probably yeah, a better yeah, way yeah. better way to say it but uh, no so what i wanted to ask is uh, how long have you been working on your music you know uh, producing music um on my own music my i guess my music is it's like it's an amalgamation of everything that i'm listening to at a certain time so i can, i can say that since i've been being trying to be creative and and trying to make my own stuff i've been working on my own music working on like you know the grooves that and stuff that i post on instagram i guess i can say since i've been starting that i've been trying to develop a style of music that i feel comfortable writing in so i guess since like 20 2019 i guess i started focusing more on my own music rather than writing okay like okay. like transcribing stuff okay but then when you when you write music is it the drums first is it like a group first and then you write on top of it or yeah. it's you usually because i i i mean i can do dr drums first drums are what i'm comfortable with so drums first is always a comfortable option to go to in case i don't have anything else or if i if i don't have an idea um but it's interesting to start with like bass or guitar or piano because then i again it's a new perspective on something so then i get to have a new perspective on on how i'm approaching a song yeah that's exactly i mean that was my next question i've seen you play the bass also so uh do you do you uh, play bass like on a regular basis or it's one off um i want to play bass more for sure i don't play bass as much as as i would like to but i've been playing bass for a pretty long time i've been playing bass for 8 9 years so oh amazing and what other instruments do you play uh i play guitar i play keys kind of um yeah i mean i guess if you count like using a using a DAW like Logic or Ableton an instrument and I play that as well <laughs> but then uh have you spent time learning these instruments or you you know you taught yourself uh, over the years how to you know uh, play these instruments um for bass I I learned bass for a little bit but I learned bass in the fashion of just learning songs that had really good bass lines and then I was able to pick up playing bass stuff. through there guitar was i think all self taught but i um and it was it was the same way i just learned songs that i that i really love and that have really cool guitar parts and i as i learned that then i would learn more about guitar itself nice uh 17 years of age and rago plays bass rago plays drums obviously and he plays guitars and keyboards too uh, it's uh, it's incredible Thank you. Oh, what a journey. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. Next is I have a question from some drummers here. Yeah. And also I have some questions from the team of Kapu. So I'm going to take some of them. How how many hours do you practice drums now and how many hours did you practice drums early in your uh drumming early uh, early age? Um when I was younger I probably practiced like 8 9 hours a day. I would come home from school and just practice before school I just practice I felt bad for my neighbors. I felt really bad for my neighbors cuz the all they'd hear is just banging on drums but um I'd practice every waking hour that I had and be- because music was such a new thing and drums were such a new thing to me I wanted to absorb as much of it as uh, as as much of it as I can't speak as much of it as I could. So I'd play drums all the time. Nowadays I I mean school is also something that I have to do and um you know I have like other things but drums is still like number one priority in my life so I try to practice drums as much as I can um and I practice nowadays based on not like any rigorous schedule but what I like a project that I'm working on at the time so if I'm working on a project centered around conical and I really need to learn conical stuff that's what I'll be practicing and I'll practice that as much as I can so um practicing wise if i if i need to quantify it into hours um i don't know how many a day because it varies so much each day um they could be like yesterday i was on the drums for like 10 hours just playing um and the day before that i was on it for like an hour or or two hours because i had like a concert right so, um i guess it varies a lot but Uh-oh. my bad oops no problem uh yeah just i try to practice as much as i can everything's falling all right all right all right so yeah i mean uh what does it take to be a good drummer um what that's a really good question what does it take to be a good drummer it I mean there's a lot of things yeah I, but could you you know briefly summarize your thoughts on this um I think you need to have an open mind especially I think with all music you need to have a really open mind because music is it's music is solely up to the listener right the way music is interpreted is up to the listener and you have to be able to uh accept different viewpoints of music um like some people can think uh like free jazz is like completely out there and it's crazy but some other group of people can think that it's the most revolutionary thing in the world and you have to be able to value each opinion for what it is and bring it together to form your own um and also i think listening is really really important um it's because I, I, as a drummer at least i think our our technical job is to like keep the groove and stay in the backbone as much as I'd like to solo every single night all the time so true. keep keep playing we have to stay in the backbone and play and so being able to so listen true. to the instruments around us and like listen to a band leader that's also really ridiculously important um and I also think patience is really important and not just for drums but for music as well um because taking time 
out of your life, taking a lot of time, possibly spending a lot of money, uh, taking a lot of your mind space to devote yourself to something, whether it be drums, whether whether it be bass, guitar, and and that the thing being so interpretive and being so loose, there's no really set of rules. It's not like math where there's one yeah. one right answer. There's an infinite possibilities of 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 how yeah. you can do something on an instrument. And so being patient to be able to discover those possibilities is also really important. Amazing. Great advice. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sagar. Thank you. Uh, moving on to your setup of drums. Yeah. What is your current setup of drums you uh, you would use for a gig? And what is the current setup you would have in your studio? Um, usually it'd be the same thing. I think in in here in the practice room, I have a lot more freedom to to set up whatever I'd whatever I'd like to set up. Like I could set up a china behind me, and it wouldn't be a problem. And I can just experiment. Like that that, that that's I, I don't do that, but that's like that's a little far. Off. <laughs> um, I in terms of gear, I play Sabian cymbals. Um, those guys are are amazing. I love love their cymbals. Um, I've been with Sabian since 2017 or 2018, I believe. So, um, yeah. I also play Ludwig drums. Um, those guys are also amazing. And I love their drums and the history behind their drums is amazing too. It's amazing. Um, and also like Vic Firth sticks. I have to give a shout out to everybody because they've been really great in supporting. So, um, I use in, I usually use like a, a rack tom and one or two floor toms. And then a couple symbols, one ride, one crash, nothing, one hi-hat, maybe a side snare, nothing too fancy. Um, maybe I'll break it down even more and just do like a kick snare hat and then like kick a Kick snare ride. hat, ride, and a floor tom. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of your Instagram videos has that setup. And I think uh, looking at looking the way looking at the way you play uh, that setup, I don't think you need anything else. <laughs> that pretty much, you know, uh, serves... The more, like you know, most of the purpose of the music you're playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I don't play much like rock where it's just like fifteen thousand toms. You go <laughs> all the all around the toms. Um, although I'd love to. That seems like a really fun time. I'd love to do that. Uh, the, the, say, say for example, the school of rock gig. I think that was like a full blown setup you played, right? Two rack, that, two floors. That was two rack, one floor, two crash, one ride, I think. Yeah, and a high. Um, but then, what drew what drew you to uh, you know to the playing you you have developed over you know over time? What drew you to that setup? Um, I think it's basically what drew you to that sound. Which is now the Rago sound, I would say. Um, uh, I think just what I listen to, all the, like the music that I listen to. So, um, for a snare drum sound, I, I kind of just mess around with the tuning until it seems. I have no methodical way of like tuning a snare drum, and so whatever like sounds right, whatever seems like the the, the perfect balance between crack and warmth, and and shallowness and depth like that 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 tuning is what i'd like i guess um 
Um, I keep my drums tuned in that way, the high snare, lowish tom, and low kick, uh, because of a lot of the groove stuff that I like to listen to, a lot of the modern groove stuff, like a lot of Nate Smith stuff. Um, uh-oh. Whoops. A lot of Nate Smith stuff, and then also the, uh, like the drum and bass stuff from the 90, I think, Square Pusher, uh, the album Feed Me Weird Things. Like, that has a pretty diverse range of tunings and so i try to keep the full range of tunings on a drum set but it's i guess i know i mean i don't know i guess it just seems right to, to tune it that way it just sounds right and it could not sound right in like two weeks or two months or two years to me and I it also just... depends on the style of music you play at yeah. that point of time yeah so I, if you're playing a lot of jazz like i'm playing a ton of jazz right now uh so i, I have my toms tuned like uber high and my snare drum is kind of mid-ish and my bass drum is also tuned ridiculously high and I have only one rack and one floor. Right. Are you, yeah. I mean, are you still into, into the Miles Davis uh, yeah. John Coltrane? Always. Because uh, I think a couple of months back you did this uh, workshop for Music Rally with Darshan. Yeah, yeah. That's when I think you mentioned uh that time you started listening to, you know, more of Miles Davis and John yeah. Coltrane. I listened to so, a lot of Tony Williams. Like, Tony Williams was my favorite drummer at that point in time. Um, his ride cymbal work is obviously, that's that's paramount. Um, but also his ability... Oh, man. Gee whiz. His ability to... to uh, I'm going to hold the phone now. His ability to... to to end musical phrases with different parts of his drum. So like he'll end a musical phrase with his hi-hat and one time he'll end a musical phrase with his cymbal. Like the, the, the ability to discern between which is right and which is right for the moment is also incredibly amazing in this plan. And he's like one of the gods of drumming. So. Ah, of course. Yeah. So, okay. Coming to the next question, who are your biggest influences? Ever since you started playing drums, who have been the um, biggest drumming influences? Uh, yeah. First is Elvin Jones. I think he he took over my playing when I started loving jazz in like 2014 or twenty fifteen. So like Elvin Jones is my favorite Elvin. of all time. Um, John Bonham, because of just the sheer power and the the uh, his the simplicity but just the way he's able to serve the music is is amazing um and who else is my drumming influence and i then i guess right now uh i say marcus gilmore i love his playing and i love his his, his the way he's, he's so smooth around the drums and he's so, it's so his flow of ideas is so effortless which is something that i guess everyone really envies being able to articulate and, ideas so well and being able to have them so smooth around your instrument that it's it's almost like if if he messes up he already knows what to do and a mess up is really never a mess up because he knows everything that works it's a it's a nice mess up yeah it's a nice mess up at, at but that then point, yeah uh, yeah i've been uh, i've been lucky to witness him uh, you know play live when zakiji got him to india so uh, i mean he's amazing and what do you think about the double hats? Oh, that's amazing. That's so, that's so, it's so ingenuitive, the double hats. That's, I mean, 
that's amazing. I think he also does triple hats at one point. Yeah, and he does, he does, and he does, he does. like double kick and double hat. I mean, the, his his left foot. It's amazing. I have, I've oh. lost your Hello? voice. I, yeah, you're back. I'm back. Okay, like his yeah. his left foot agility is is insane. So, so he's he's the best. Kaz is here. Hey, hey Kaz. Kaz, how are you? Nice, amazing. Okay, uh, what Indian musicians have you collaborated with up till now? Um, who I've collaborated with? Um, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to collaborate more with Darson. I love his stuff. Um, yeah, he's um, amazing. He's amazing, and also uh, BC Munjanat. His stuff is also incredible. Um, those two are who I'm. I have in mind right now. Obviously, the dream would be to collaborate with AR Rahman. Like that's that's all. I mean, that, that's a dream. apparently apparently he likes your playing too. Is what I read somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, he 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 uh he shouted me out at one point in uh, I think 2015. Um, yes, that was that was a surreal experience. How amazing! Yeah, that, that was just that was amazing. <laughs> Incredible. Okay, few more questions, Dago. Yeah. Uh, do you have like a target audience for for your music, or you know? you would want your music to your audience to come to your music um i guess anyone who's willing like to music listen. your music find the audience yeah like i guess anyone who's willing to listen to it i mean uh i guess yeah that that's it. but um hmm i'd like to be able to make music for everyone I'd like to be able to like write avant-garde jazz and also write pop albums and also write musical theater soundtracks and also write film scores. I'd like to do everything. I'd like music that I make to reach everyone that it can reach. And so I guess it's based on the context, but everyone. Short answer, I guess. <laughs> but uh, do you think uh, it's it's us... It's us, it's our musicians' job to, uh, you know, educate people about different genres of music. I think, oh, that's a great question. Um, it's a musician's job to educate about different genres of music. Um, yeah, I think so. I think people don't know a genre on, on, until they've listened to it. So if, if, if we have the feeding, opportunity. Feeding them with more. Yeah. Right. I mean, is is it? I don't know if it's their in inherent job. Like maybe job is the is a maybe a harsh way to put it. But job, I don't know if it's their job. But I think it's definitely it's it's a good thing if musicians are able to expose people to different types of music different that they're listening to. Types of music. But I think ultimately, right. I, I guess as I'm thinking about it the listener has to come to the music, like you were saying. So if a musician can expose someone or like recommend an album 
or recommend an artist. Mm-hmm. Like that's re- that's that's awesome. Um, but I don't think anyone should force music upon anyone else. You have to love it to listen to it, right? True, true, true. There's only good music. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Let that brings us to a quick, uh, rapid fire kind of a round. Cool. I would I would ask you a few questions, and whoever comes to your mind first is yeah. going to be your answer. Okay. What first got into you? Uh, got you into music? Um, my parents. Okay. Who would you like to collaborate with? Maybe five names. Who would you like to collaborate with in near future? Uh, in the near future, five people who I'd like to collaborate with. Um. Um. I'd love to collaborate with Robert Glasper. I'd love to, uh, ooh, Robert Glasper. I'd love to do something with Charlie Puth. Like that's pretty awesome. Um, I'd love to play with Julian Lodge. Uh, he's a guitarist. Um, oh, wow. Um, there's, there's so many people. <laughs> I can't choose five. Um, I'd also, I'd love to play with uh, any time in my life. I'd love to play with Zakirji. That, that's, 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 that's like a, that's a, that's a dream. That's a truly like a dream of mine. Um, and also Jacob Collier, fifth. Love to do something. With Amazing. Him. Yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, what was your first drum kit? Uh, first drum kit was a Ludwig Jr. kit, actually. What was your first pair of drumsticks? Um, I think one of like the the first act, like those tiny half size like drumsticks, those things. Okay. Uh, whom did you play your first live gig with? Uh, my first drum teacher, Mr. Like Dan Johnson. Uh, what was the first record you played on? Uh, first record I played on, um, I did an album with uh, with the with the Broadway community called Broadway Carols for a Cure. It's like a Christmas album, but you do it with with like the Broadway community. So the cast of Hamilton was on it, um, the cast of Phantom of the Opera was on it, and I was on. I I did a a drum feature on the School of Rock part of it. And what age was that? Um, I think I was eleven. Amazing. Okay. Now I'm going to call out Jonas. What drummer comes to your mind first? You just need to name the drummer. Cool. Rock. Uh, John Bonham. Jazz. Alvin Jones. R&B. Questlove. Drum and bass. Mm, drum and bass. Uh, right now, George O'Meara. World music, world fusion. Uh, world fusion, world fusion. Uh, Daphnis Prieto. Latin. Daphnis Prieto, maybe Antonio Sanchez. <laughs> maybe Antonio Sanchez there. All right. Okay. What are your f- favorite, like five albums of all time? 
Oh, wow. <laughs> Favorite five albums of all time. Uh, first one is Physical Graffiti by Led Zeppelin is one. Um, A Love Supreme by John Coltrane is one. Um, Four and More by Miles Davis is one. Um, uh, Physical Graffiti, Four and More, A Love Supreme. Um, let's see. Is there any other? Again, there's so many. This is so hard to choose. <laughs> um, All right. Uh, I can come up. No, I can go with two more. Um, um, uh, then I do like Quadrophenia by The Who. Um, that's a great one. That's an amazing album. Um, Could you, sorry, what, what's the album? Uh, Quadrophenia. And, by The Who? Yeah, by The Who. Okay. Um, and then last one. Um, anything by the Foo Fight. Any, I think. Wait, no, wasting, wasting light by the Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. One of my favorite albums. Amazing. Okay, thank you so much, Rago, for this rapid fire. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. What are your upcoming projects you're working on? Um, right now, I've got. Um, I'm doing an album with. Uh, with Dave Liebman, who's a saxophone player, and uh, this guy named uh, Willem Tonka, who's, who's, who lives in Rotterdam. He's a professor at the University of the Arts um, in Rotterdam. Um, I, that's, so that's like my main, that's like the album that I'm doing right now. It's a, it's like a, it's a jazz album, so that's hopefully coming soon. Like a um, trio album? Yeah. It's like a... Um, okay. And... Um, I'm just doing like songs here and there for like some of my friends and I'm I'm trying to set up a lot of gigs with a, with a lot of new people, people who I've never played with before, people who I met, I guess, over COVID um, and over quarantine who I want to play, who I've always wanted to play with. And now I now I'm getting to play with them. Um, yeah, just that like that's the main album right now. But if I can get gigs, then I just I kind of put them on my Instagram as well. So. But do you have any uh, upcoming tour? Uh, as of right now, no tour yet. Okay. And do you record or uh, do you record drums in your music room here itself? Yep. I have mics right uh -huh. there. Yeah. 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 I record here. Amazing. Uh, any plans to visit India? As soon as possible. All like most of my family's there so i'd love to come back uh, we would love to have you and we would probably you know uh want you to do drum clinics and like a tour india tour yeah yeah I'd uh, love to. okay uh last two questions yeah if you could change anything about the industry the music industry what would it be i know it's a uh it's a difficult question but yeah. uh, um, if I could change anything about the music industry, what would I change? But given a chance at 17, what would it be? Huh. I guess the changes as I get older, right? My perspective changes. Um, at Right now, what would I change about the music industry? 
Um, I I wish like uh, like streaming services would pay their artists a little, a little more. That's that's I think that's that's like criminal to pay an artist not enough because the artist <laughs> is the one the artist is the one who has the music that people flock to. Mm. So why would it be that you're not able to pay them as much? Right. Yeah. Okay. One message to all the listeners, all your fans and all the listeners here. Um, thank you. I guess whoever's listening, thank you for listening and, and thank you for, for coming. Oh, that's, uh, that's what I was supposed to say. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's an absolute privilege to have you on the show. Uh, I would like to thank you from the whole Gappu team for your time. It Thanks, was Prabhu. amazing talking to you, Raghav. Uh, we would love to see you soon in India perform and, you know, do masterclasses and clinics. Yeah, I'd love to come. Love, 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 thank love, you. love, love to come. Thank you for thank having you me. Thank you again. Thank you again for the time, Raghav. It thank was a great too. session. Thank you so thank much. You. See you thank soon. You. Take Bye. care. Peace. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, guys. So that was Raghav. Uh, what an incredible session. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, this will be on IGTV, on YouTube, on Gappu's YouTube channel and on podcast as well. So subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, for all the other episodes. And we will be back again with yet another incredible percussionist drummer very, very soon. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, everyone. See you. Good night.